Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wise Heart PDX. Hi. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being with me on this path, on this journey to contribute to our world in a way that helps us all evolve and grow and have relief from suffering and a sense of freedom and presence and joy in our lives. Today in particular, I want to talk about loving-kindness as a simple practice for cultivating presence and getting relief from suffering. Anxiety and fear and overwhelm and despair and resentment and any form of reactivity quickly blocks your ability to be present with yourself and with those around you. Taking care of your relationships with others also means, or perhaps we could say, most centrally means taking care of your relationship with your own experience. Fundamental your relationship to your own experience. And in every moment that you wake up from being lost in experience to a moment of noticing, oh, I'm having an experience. In that moment, you are free. In that moment, you are free to choose the quality of relationship you want with your own experience. And a choice that perhaps brings the most relief and freedom and spaciousness and sense of presence in you is the choice to respond lovingly to your own experience. To respond with love and kindness to yourself. Let's talk about love for a little bit. I want to reclaim this word love from whatever strange places it has been taken. Non-life-serving places that it might have gone as a word. And I want to clarify my use of it here. Let's begin by articulating some misconceptions about love that are nothing new. You're going to recognize these, of course, but just to get it in our consciousness. There's the misconception that love is something you have to earn. If you grew up in a family in which someone turned towards you with warmth and attention whenever you did something that pleased them, you may 
have this underlying limiting belief that love is something you have to earn. Hmm. So not true. Another misconception is that love is something to get. Like when you go to the grocery store and you get a loaf of bread. (laughs) Go to the love store and get a package of love. No, of course not. Love is not outside of you or something you have to get. And of course, there's the misconception that love lives in the realm of having, right? There's getting and then there's having. If I have a romance, I'll have love. If I have a child that loves me and clings to me, I'll have love. Right? So there's this whole sticky stuff around love is having and clinging. And lastly, I just want to name that love is the pursuit of pleasure. Sometimes love gets confused with hedonic states or hyper euphoric states that this is what love is when you're excited and euphoric nothing wrong with pleasure and euphoria and these things of course but that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about love I'm offering that love is the essential quality of life it is what energy is made of It's flowing constantly. It's not about getting or giving. It's about accessing the flow of life. This is love. So if it's not about getting or giving or receiving love, then what is it about? I offer that it's about accessing what is already there. Accessing is a skill, an awareness, an orientation that, it seems anyway, on this plane of existence, requires practice and support. So let's talk a little bit about that and then let's apply it. Let's talk about the practice and support and then the application. Hmm. The practice of accessing love. Hmm. I notice immediately, just even as I say that, I take a breath and I relax the muscles around my heart. And I naturally have a sort of gentle smile arise. <laughs> And I easily think of my ducks. And I have a sense of delight. And I feel my own dedication for them. This flow of warmth and care. I would call that love and a process of accessing love.
Or you might bring someone to heart and mind that you say to yourself loves you, that you experience love when you're in their presence. It's flowing from their heart. <laughs> We're kind of getting back to this give-get. It's difficult because our language is set up in these terms, right? Giving and getting and location and Thus is the physical plane of we, as we've come to understand it thus far. You can bring up someone in your heart and mind. Maybe see their smile. Maybe remember them holding you. And again, notice that warmth in your heart. A sense of flow and care. Expanding and opening. If you're a very verbal person, you might have phrases you use. There's many, many guided meditations that you might look up on the internet that are labeled loving-kindness practice or metta practice, M-E-T-T-A. And there you might find any variety of phrases. Or perhaps you have your own words that help you access love. I am made from love, I am held in love, I am forever returning to love. I am made from love, I am held in love, I am forever returning to love. Phrases that open love for you don't have to make any rational sense. Maybe they don't have subject-verb agreement or whatever. It's just about what unlocks sense of openness and care and warmth in you that gives you access to this quality, this felt sense of something greater that is warm, beneficent, caring, holds the intention of your well-being. If you're a very visual person, you might bring up a particular image that helps you access love. I had a student once who was doing some healing work around attachment. And she spent, I'm not sure how long, maybe an hour or two hours, just Googling photos of mother and child. And she just looked at one loving photo after another of a mother holding her child. And she said just that practice of taking in those images, she could feel a shift in her being, a healing, an integration The visual channel might be very powerful for you. And in your daily life, you might not take an hour to look at loving images of whatever you choose. And so you might have a something, a few on hand, right, in your memory 
in your memory file box that you can pull out in any given moment to help you access love. Kinesthetically, you can access love. Maybe you feel your breath move through your heart and that movement through your heart center helps open access. Or maybe you put your hand in the center of your chest on your heart center. Feel the warmth of your hand, maybe move a little. And that opens up an access to a sense of love. Maybe you spend the whole day hugging each person who is willing to accept a hug from you. And that movement of hugging and giving affection opens up love. Hugging yourself, perhaps. If you're very kinesthetically oriented, you can look for a movement that helps you access love. When you find one or two things that really, really work for you, then stick with it. Stick with that practice. Form a habit of turning towards and accessing love. The more you do open the door, the more the door stays open, the easier it gets. You can write those practices on the back of your hand or put a note in your pocket so that every time you reach in your pocket, you feel the note or maybe a smooth stone in your pocket that is the symbol of that practice. Or maybe you have an app on your phone that reminds you, love practice. Every so often, you set it for a timer. It's easy to fall asleep in our day, especially when we have activity after activity or meetings or whatever you have planned in your life. It might be easy to forget to engage your practice. So set yourself up for practice with as many reminders as possible. As you develop and cultivate this practice, your ability to apply it in a challenging moment will continue to grow. And I recommend you start with yourself. It may seem practically impossible to access love and direct it towards someone else when you're in the middle of an argument. That seems like probably to most a giant leap. The more baby step in that moment of an argument or disconnect with someone else is to love your reactivity, right? To just name it, turn towards, oh, in this moment, I'm having a little reactivity or I'm having just emotions that I don't enjoy or thoughts that I don't enjoy. Feel frustrated. There's a thought there that it shouldn't be like this. Okay. Okay. I can feel the contraction that comes with that in my body and in my heart. I don't enjoy that. 
Hmm. I just want to love this reaction in me. Send it love. Send that part of me who's reacting love. Oh, yeah. It is difficult to be human sometimes. I can just send love there. Oh, yeah, I feel anxious, overwrought with fear or worry. Oh, anxiety is so uncomfortable and I can barely be present for someone I care about when anxiety is running me. Hmm. I'm just going to love that anxious part of me. I love you. I love you. I love you. The moment that door opens to sending love to a reactive part of you, you'll feel a shift. You'll feel, ah, a little space. Whew. Hmm. What's creating suffering, the primary source of suffering when you're not sending love, to those reactive or uncomfortable parts of you is resistance. When we're uncomfortable with the speed of light, a part of us comes up and says, no, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to have reactions. I don't want this. So unless you're in a very concentrated state of mind and with deep equanimity we just have these reactions of resistance and so loving your reactions is mutually exclusive to resistance it takes the place of that resistant energy and you feel immediate relief resistance is contraction on top of contraction we are naturally expansive beings. We don't enjoy being contracted, tightening against. We don't enjoy that. Certainly when people are escalating into a fighting mode, there might be some pleasure without adrenaline, like a chemical pleasure of adrenaline. Or there might be some sense of pleasure with that blood that flows when you're preparing for a fight that you interpret as power or possibility. But overall, what you actually enjoy is a deeply expansive and connected state. So the first step in applying this loving practice, loving kindness practice, once you've spent some time cultivating it, you'll be more and more able to apply it, is to apply it to your own reaction. I'm guessing this is easiest. After that, you might turn towards the person you're disconnected from and do a little sorting. You can sort a person's behavior from your ability to send them love. Mm. This person said or did things 
that didn't work for me, that weren't life-serving for me or perhaps for some, someone else. Hmm, I feel I can allow some grief about that and acknowledge whatever reactivity is present regarding that. And I can make space for that this person is not their behavior. This person is not their own reactivity. They are a beautiful child of the universe, unique in all the world, in every way, in every moment. They're made from love. There's so much more than you could possibly know. And you can send love to this person, not as approval or forgiveness or acceptance, not getting lost in those concepts, but just allowing your warm caring and wish for their well-being. Maybe you can access in the moment that practice that the person is in front of you, or maybe you do it later when you have a little break from the interaction. Flexibility is helpful there. And so the more you are able to wake up in your experience, notice reactivity or an unpleasant state, and then immediately turn towards that state with love, the more you are able to offer presence and open the door to creativity and a new way forward with that person or with yourself. And that sort of practice begins with just the repetition of accessing love at any random moment in the day with a given practice that opens the door for you. That might take some experimentation at first. You might not know for yourself, oh, what's stronger for me? My visual channel? My kinesthetic channel? Is it words? Is it touch? What really gives me access to connecting with life the most, the most easily? So if you don't know the answer to that, then you can do a variety of experiments. For one whole week, you practice with a visualization. For another week, with a phrase. For another week, with a movement. For another week, with some form of touch, texture affection, and so on, energy. You take yourself to school, right? You go to school with yourself by practicing and trying things out. Your own inner school of what it means to access love. And then you'll soon find, like my friend Nacho said, Love goes well with everything. Meta goes well with everything. And you'll wonder, oh, why would I ever leave love out? <laughs> Perhaps that seems super idealistic right in this moment. 
but I and I still want to hold it as a possibility that it could be more and more a part of your everyday life just living in love moment by moment thank you so much for listening and staying with me for these 24 minutes and 14 seconds <laughs> I appreciate it thank you for the companionship on the path and all you do in your life to cultivate love and presence and care for your relationships with yourself, this earth, and all living beings. I'm radiating love from my heart to yours. You can find free resources and information about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue as well as Wise Heart's live offerings and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with Wise Heart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org. <laughs>